0: This episode is brought to you by Classical Conversations. To find out more, please visit classicalconversations.com. cross politic begins
1: in three, two,
2: one. I have a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> is not
3: true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No
2: government, no political
1: system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation return in humble submission to his Lordship.
2: You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. Oh, but I didn't uh, start it. Uh, sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old.
0: I didn't start it. Right When the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered.
2: You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe wrench the water boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox.
1: So, guys, are we had some listeners that felt so bad for us from last week and not having having lighting problems like we're having now. Now we
4: have no lights. They,
1: we have no lights. They sent us cigars. Oh, so Tyler, our buddy Tyler,
4: Is it that bad?
1: He, he's he's like,
4: are we going to do the show like this or did something amazing you happen? You guys
1: need some cigars. Well, no, we. I, I think I think we had some club members. Help us out. Really? Absolutely. Let's, uh, look at this. Hey, what is this? Look at this. Uh, oh, my goodness. Oh, uh,
0: There uh, you go. You uh, do uh, that. How uh, about uh, this? Hey. Uh, hey. 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 Hey.
4: What? A celebratory you. cigar. You know thank I'll, you I'll vape to that
1: uh, Hey guys Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you so much For tuning in um, Please share the show My, Facebook eyes, Live. Hurt. It is My eyes hurt It is bright now My eyes hurt It is bright That's
4: what I'm t- Hey Politic club members Our, our lights are fixed Thank you
1: Yes Amen uh, Thank
4: you so much if, Especially if that. you
0: signed up this last week. Yes. Yes. I mean, seriously.
1: Even on Fourth of July, we had some thank people
0: you. celebrating. They were like celebrating. Happy Independence Day. Uh-huh. I'm
1: joining Cross mm-hmm. Politics. I want
0: to see the show. Yeah. Literally. Uh, in the yeah, in the light. Uh, so <laughs> yeah.
1: Thank you so much. I well, appreciate and, it. And for our club members coming up. Yep. We have our Worldview series coming Shotgun out. Shotgun yeah. Worldview series. And, and it's going to be... Whoa, what does that? I'm yeah. doing all the website development by, by myself. Which We're sorry. I'm, I'm not a web Let's developer. just
4: apologize now. We're sorry. I'm
1: just, I'm just <laughs> doing what it takes to get the job done. Okay, guys? But I'm building a web membership portal. Um, Uh-oh. So our members, <laughs> our cross-pulted club members, will be able to log in and get free Worldview content from us. And
0: yes. A- another... And, other content and
1: other content that we're working on so we're actually gonna have kind of a digital platform for our club members which means if you aren't a club member you need to join yep. or you're gonna have to buy our worldview series that's coming out here in the next month
0: guys I'm really excited about the worldview Could series be yes. the shotgun yep. worldview series oh, I'm man. really excited about um, we we just <laughs> yeah. finished recording the first 10 so we have the first tablet the first decade <laughs> Yeah. is done mm-hmm. um, and I think the last, whatever the last how many three or four we'll, you'll be we'll, we'll be getting to the to the members yes. as yes. soon as they're edited I want to get yeah. it through it this week and then once it's all ten of them are done we're going to package those ten yeah. and start making them available to you you can purchase them you can share them uh, with your uh, friends um, i'm so I man. wish I had this as i was oh. I was just talking
4: to Pastor Doug Wilson and I said you know there's not very many um Avenues. It seems like when someone gets saved and wants to become reformed, it doesn't usually happen like you get saved and you become Presbyterian. That's not typically the way it's done. You kind of get saved. And you I come... was saved
0: yeah. in Presbyterianism.
4: That's, that's because your dad was one of those people who. Go
1: baptize your kids if you have ah. Yeah, my
0: kids are going to be like that too. Actually, I was baptized on profession of faith. Oh, at yeah. Four years old in a there Presbyterian church. That's, yeah, that's how they did that's it. That's weird. Because my dad was just becoming covenantal. Oh, <laughs> Okay, so but okay. I yeah. actually made a profession of faith and was baptized on, upon profession of faith in a Presbyterian church when I was four. Wow. So I'm like a I don't even know what I am. Yeah. But my other siblings were baptized babies. Yeah. 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 Way, got, way yeah. to go for them. But I was. Uh, I'm just saying. But, but so one of the things. So, but I've noticed that when people usually come to Reformed
4: theology, it's through usually a charismatic kind of background, then they come to Christian Missionary Alliance or something in between, yeah. then Reformed Baptist, E-free or free and, and then, then yeah, they yeah. keep going down this road to yeah. Reformed, right? right? And yeah. so, They're hungry. And th- yeah, they are hungry. They're ambitious. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. what this does, I think, our Worldview Shotgun series, Ugh. what it does is kind of brings you along without having to go through right. probably a 10-year trek. <laughs>
5: right.
1: We're, we're, hoping, yeah. we're
0: hoping to just br- it sort of warp speed. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Like here. Have some and, great nuts.
1: And it should be good for you know families, small group oh, discussions yeah. at churches, Bible studies, Sunday all that stuff. We're, classes, really, yeah. we're really excited about that. We also have a great guest coming yes, on. Pastor
4: yeah. Dave Harvey, Rescuing Ambition. I mean, he has everybody in this. Yep. who's who signed off for this book. Like yeah. it's, except for G.I. Packer. We'll talk about we, that. It's, it's good. <laughs> but, but Rescuing it's a, Ambition. That yeah, yeah, post had a great
1: impact on my life. I've really enjoyed it. So we'll check out Stick the interview the and check segment. out the book. Yeah. So I want to get and into join. some cross politic news because man Trump just gets my funny bone yeah, like <laughs> like he just gets funnier and funnier to me
0: Trump is keeping all of us busy
1: yes busy and we'll I got I, I got a reason for that here in a minute but let me you yeah, know this is this might not seem like no news to you but but there's I think there's something going on here okay, okay? All right all right let me first so set it up real quick Trump is at a rally he's talking to you know to all his supporters at a rally and he brings up Elizabeth Warren
2: so who's gonna cover they're gonna cover Bernie hey. They're going to cover, like, Sleepy Joe Biden? They're going to cover Pocahontas? Who was... Think of it. Think of it. She of the great tribal heritage. What tribe is it? Uh, let me think about that one.
1: Let me pause it just real quick, just to give people backstory. Toby obviously doesn't know what's going on. Um, So Elizabeth Warren... On one of her documents a while ago, claimed Indian um, uh, descent Indian heritage, yeah. Indian descent,
0: right. and so um, now he calls her Pocahontas. Now he calls
1: her Pocahontas, and then later on, I think she kind of backed away that she wasn't, you know, as much Indian okay. descent, okay. Those, you know. Okay. So there's there's a whole controversy around <laughs> it. Sometimes
2: she's based her life on being a minority. <laughs> Pocahontas. They always want me to apologize for saying it, and I hereby. Oh no, I want to apologize. I'll use tonight. Pocahontas, I
5: apologize to you. I apologize. <laughs> to
2: you, I apologize. To the to the fake Pocahontas, I won't. Apologize. He
1: apologized to the real Pocahontas? Uh, yeah, he apologized to the real Pocahontas for Elizabeth Warren, and he wouldn't apologize to the fake Pocahontas. So oh, my. When I was watching this, this happened this, this, this past weekend. When yeah, it caught uh, the news, yeah. yeah, it caught the news and all that. It's on Fox and NBC, all that, whatever. I just like that he has nicknames for people. It, yeah. But I was thinking why is why is he why is he talking about this why is he bringing it up Okay right and and there's, there's nothing there's no big thing swarming around this past week. And so he goes out and pops off. Right. And I think part of what Trump does frequently is that um, in in a, a debate, you want to be the one to control the definitions. You want to be the one to control the narrative. Right. You want to be the one to kind of set the tone for everything. Right. It's called being you, on the offensive. Being on the offensive. Exactly. Set the of, agenda. Uh, set the agenda instead of being on the defensive. And so I think this kind of hit home with me this week you know why was he doing this and i think because he he when when nothing's going on he's wanting to dictate what everyone should be talking about
0: i'm going to i'm going to tell you what you're going to talk about in the news tonight mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm, i'm, yeah. I'm going to set the agenda here i'll and, give you something
1: but think think in the past you know 20 years what president has done this effectively like i i think of the bush administration they responded a lot to controversy, yeah, that's you know, different. That's defensive. It's defensive. Right. Um, Obama responded a lot. Sometimes I think Obama was was probably he one was, of the more.
4: He was pretty offensive.
1: Th- yeah, he, he could get pretty uh, offensive, but um, I don't but I don't remember seeing anything no, like this.
4: No, no, this is a whole new this is a whole new dog. I right mean, here. Th- yeah. this is like you know he he went up several. Well, and he did something too. He baited her. He said, "Hey, oh, yeah. I'm willing to give a million dollars yep. to the charity mm-hmm. of your choice. What if you're willing to take a DNA test that proves you're Indian?"
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he baited her. He said, "He, he said, said if she runs for president against me, yep, I will d- donate a million dollars to her her, fa- her favorite charity if she actually
0: gets a DNA test." Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and of course, what is you know what's going to happen there? Well, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But oh, I, but that's I think, hilarious. I think there's actually you know something. Um, you know, going on here where he's being offensive, and offensive, and, and offensive, and offensive in a way that that he's—I mean—he's constantly winning. We talked about this on the show right. before. Right. Well, that's what he says. And he's constantly <laughs> controlling the narrative yep. Yep. And, and what's going on. So now right. he's got all these liberals. And, yeah. and here's the
0: thing. I mean, yeah.
1: he is obviously. I mean,
0: I, I have, I have, I have significant issues with Trump. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I don't yeah. think that's a secret. I have significant issues with him, significant concerns. However, um, I think Christians need to get their heads around the fact that um, there is a fair bit of Trump's style that we got to learn. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I just said it. <laughs> right. Chocolate Knox at. (laughs) What's (laughs) wrong with you people? (laughs) I'm serious. Yeah. What Um, what do
4: you mean by that? Because all I I can think about is when you say that, all I can think about is presidents of colleges taking pictures with trump behind his playboy yeah i
0: know so that's why I, that's, so that's why i prefaced my statement with yeah. i have significant issues I, I got
4: that but then they would say well we
0: already figured that out yeah but we, we beat you guys you guys are just now deciding to be pragmatic we've been here no no i'm not being pragmatic i'm being principled my, right. my point is not well they yeah. do stuff because it works that's pragmatism yeah my point is do it because it's actually more like jesus okay it's actually like so what did jesus do he didn't vote for Trump. Jesus. Well, I don't know. I mean, Jesus is the king of kings. Yeah. Actually, I got a story about that.
4: Nate Nate Wilson set me yep. down. We we were going in for lunch, and Nate's like, hey, are you still a never Trumper? I was like, I'm not. I've never been a never Trumper, but you know, I'm still not interested yet. He's yeah. like, Well, obviously God is not a
0: never Trumper.
1: Right? Like, oh. Yeah. He's using Trump. Jesus sure. you know, has
0: put Donald Trump. Um, you know, in the presidency. Well, yeah, anyway, I, I, I anyways, get that. But, but I'm just saying as a... Uh, but here's my point. Jesus walks into the room and controls the narrative. Sure. Jesus does not... W- I mean, he gets, involved, he gets invited to dinner. So you think Donald Trump is using Jesus principles? And, um, yeah, n- not consciously, most yeah. likely. But I think there is something in, you know, the created order, in, n- n- um, you know, natural revelation... Um, I I mean, I haven't read, you know, the art of the deal, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're getting close to it. Natural revelation, (laughs) um, you know, common grace. Yeah. um, These are things that that even non-Christians have access to about the way God made the world. And and in terms of leadership, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what I'm saying though is, you know, Paul walked into the city square and proclaimed Christ. Sure, he he was not on the defensive; he was on the offensive. I get that. Yeah. Jesus walked into the room and said, "Hey, I see what you did here with putting all the fancy people in the fancy chairs and putting all the poor people at the bottom of the. Hey, I see how you did your invitation list. Sure. You shouldn't invite people who are going to just invite you back over to dinner. I know sure. what you're doing. And then somebody's like, "Oh, that's getting awkward in here." And Jesus says, "Let me tell you a story. It's about people. You know, and and the guy who invites." people to his dinner and nobody comes. Yeah. So he invites the poor and the outcast and the, and the blind and the la- and I mean he just controls yeah. the narrative. Yeah. yeah. I uh, get that. That's get what that. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying but but the thing is is to do that means that people are going to say, "Uh oh, this is getting kind of awkward. Yeah. This is kind of strange. This is a little embarrassing." But you know what? Christians are supposed to be, you know, in Christ and in, with the fruits of the spirit shouldn't care. Mm. Shouldn't care. Yeah, that people think it's embarrassing, awkward, not quite polite. Sure, to act a way. But are you talking? Yeah. About, shouldn't care about voting for Trump. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm not talking about. Okay, all right. okay, all right. I, I'm, not, I'm not talking. About, I'm just talking about. I'm saying There's his, an attitude that we need play, to have. His the, play, the rhetoric of is a play. Like, that's I don't yeah, care, yeah. Pocahontas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to play your games, you yeah. PC priests. Right. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. 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 Right. There's yeah. definitely that. Um, I'm not going to yeah. play that. But yeah. what we have is Christians just you know sort of soft. P- you know, peddling around everything. Well, yep. you know, we don't want to be racist. they're not stop peddling we- around what they are opposed to, though. That's true. <laughs> That's, That's true. Soft that around. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. But, no way. But, but it, all kinds of like, let's be politically correct, and let's yep. you know, oh, oh, you know, gays and lesbians are struggling,
1: and all yep. the, and it's like all the revoice rather than revoice.xly. Uh, <laughs> xyz. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, but we'll but get it, into more. Of it's that not in that.
0: informed by biblical principles. Yeah. Um. It's informed by fear. It's it's informed yeah. by wanting to get invited to the party. Yeah. Oh, it's, that's it's, right. It's wanting to get that's invited good. to the so, table. Yeah. It's not it's not informed by loving the glory of God, loving yeah. the standard of God. They're mm-hmm. afraid of people. They're afraid of yeah, men. Yeah. There is some Athanasius
4: contramundum that I do like about him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I appreciate it. That. He
0: gets up and he does that and just laughs. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. He doesn't that. care. Yeah. And we need a lot more Christians doing that. You know, joyfully with the fruit of the spirit not yep. not, 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 not not being not being nasty yep. some grown um, man not being yeah. immoral right. but at the same time just you know being comfortable in your skin yeah. and yeah. saying you know Jesus died for that sin that's stupid yeah. you know what you know? Yeah, what, yeah, what are we going to be yeah. doing? You're going to be marrying your barnyard animals next week? <laughs> yeah, you know? Right, right. I mean, that, I yep. mean that's the kind of like we have. If we don't go on the offensive, we are going to keep losing. Yeah, yeah. I don't think
4: that we've been yeah. designed to even think what an offensive attack would look like. We have no idea. We, we don't know. Mm. And so when we see it, and and as you said, I think in a lot of ways, Trump actually is laying out an offensive attack. Yeah, that's as, what I'm as saying. Troubled as it might be in some areas, at least that's, there's an offensive attack. That's there. what I'm saying. So, so I, let,
1: I, let me bring this real quick into the discussion. Um, you know, Trump Supreme Court pick. Yeah. yeah, all right. There's a play going on here, obviously. Um he's got he's narrowed it down at least that's what they've said. They've he's narrowed it down to three um Supreme Court nominees. Yeah. You got Brett Kavanaugh. Uh I would go with Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh? Okay. <laughs> or Raymond, that. Raymond See, I'm Texan so it's, you know, Kavanaugh, you know. Kavanaugh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you <gotta> stop smoking <laughs> that. Monica. Raymond Ketledge and then Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Barrett. Barrett. Uh, We're sorry to all of you. And I think um <laughs> I think he's. Uh, I think Amy's the gal he's pushing. I think that's that's the one that's going to get the final nomination. It's, and, it'll be interesting to see. And the reason the reason why is I think because all the things that the liberals are going to throw at this judge, this nom- this nominee, this nominee pick is going to be um, ten times more difficult to throw it at a woman. So the pro life right. issue, it's a lot but, harder. But it's, the deal
0: is though that right? she is the one that's most outspoken. Conservative. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the most outspoken pro-life. Mm-hmm. I think she has a number of children. I think she's a conservative Roman Catholic. Yep. Yeah. I think she has at least six, eight. six or seven, yeah. eight bunch ha- of kids. dozen
1: children. Yeah. Um, but you can be, but I think there's you can be nasty. It's easier to be nasty to men during the nomination process, and it's harder to do that to a woman. You can't yeah. fight in the same level. It, it's, it,
0: it's a double-edged sword, it seems to me. Yeah. and I you think yep. you're right. On the one hand, yep. it's it's a woman. Yep. And they're all like women's rights, women's rights. And we're yep. like, all right. Here you go. Yep, and they're like, but she doesn't stand for anything that they stand for. Right. I, I think I think that would be the most fun.
5: Yeah, I think it would yep. be
0: the uh, from the little I've I've read on the on the options. I think she seems to be the clearest to mm-hmm. be like, um, the most full throated mm-hmm. conservative. Sure. Yep. Like no um holds barred. Right, right. I've seen a few questions raised about the other guys yeah. um, that we were, yeah. we're they're not sure. I think right. at least one of them, maybe two of them, the other two clerked for Kennedy, who's the one that's actually stepping down. Oh, no. And so, you know,
1: I didn't
3: know
0: about I, that. I'm pretty sure they've all been vetted by the Federalist Society or something like that. So yeah. they're all supposed to be like originalists and so forth yeah. when it comes to the Constitution. Yep. But, um, anyways, th- there was an article. I can't remember which. It was like, I don't know, Slade or Vox or you know, mm-hmm. Huffington Post or one of those guy You know, yeah. far, far left ones. And they were like, the worst possible pick would be yeah. Amy Barrett. Yeah. Yep. And I was like, pick her, pick her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and actually, we've we've seen this
4: game before. But he can put her forward and see the the gripe that he gets back to really. They can push back and say, "All right, then. Then here's the other person who I really want." Now say something. Sure. Yeah. So I can see the okay. the game uh, being played uh, in yeah. that way isn't too. That, isn't
0: that the art of the deal? Yeah, that's right. right. You ask yeah. for about fifty million more than you can actually yeah. get, and then this, and, is, then, yeah. and but settle for what your goal was. This person the yeah, whole time. Tw- Twenty five. But yeah, absolutely. But, but who knows? Yeah, That's good. So I, I'm I'm, I'm thinking Let's that that's it.
4: probably what's going to happen in that situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You think yeah. so?
4: When we come back on Cross Politic, Pastor Dave Harvey teaches us how to rescue our ambition. be Great interview. Coming up next on Crosspolitik. You really gonna vote for Trump?
0: Thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I didn't before. Yes. I haven't yet. But I might. I might. Are you gonna vote for Trump? <laughs> comment, comment. That's the like That's and share. The Coming back with Dave Harvey next.
4: Cross Politic. Like and share the show. Cross Politic has a new sponsor. Who you might be asking? Decree Design. Decree Design is a graphic design and web development company that serves your business by helping you speak clearly through visual representation. Serving 90 plus businesses in logo design, print design, brand strategy, web development, and more. Decree Design has a skill and personal touch to customize a package specifically catered to your needs of your business, great or small, and provide personal assistance every step of the way. Whether you're a well established real estate broker or entrepreneur getting your business off the ground, Decree Design will help your company's visual presence speak clarity and truth. For more information, please visit DecreeDesign.co or schedule a consultation with Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Yeah, Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Hey, and tell them cross politics ain't
0: Okay. Welcome back to Cross Politic. Hey, and uh, we are really grateful on this segment to be hosting uh, Pastor Mister Dave Harvey. Yes, he serves yep. as the president of Sojourn Network and Sojourn. Oh, Sojourn okay. Network, and <laughs> as a like- teaching, he's a teaching pastor at Summit Church in Fort Myers. Uh, Florida, Naples, Florida. Dave is also the founder of Mm, amicalled.com and chairs the board for the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, CCEF. He's also got a D-man from Westminster Theological Seminary, so watch
1: it. East or west, watch it
0: Nox. I cast out demons.
2: <laughs> You're really going to read through that whole thing? Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Dave
2: writes regularly for I the like you, Gospel
0: Coalition. Oh, maybe we can bring that? up some of our our, oh. our questions. Our, our questions. Yeah. I, <laughs> do you I,
2: now? I'm detecting
0: a mocking tone we, here. You, <laughs> do you, do you, <laughs> we we
2: blame. We're just going to
0: blame you for all the problems on the Gospel Coalition. No, now there you go. Um, for the church, he's also authored several books, including the recent release from Zondervan titled "Letting God Rugged Love for Wayward Souls." Mm-hmm. Uh, that's his new book, we actually grabbed him because we want to talk to him about an older book uh, called Rescuing Ambition. You got to hold yeah. that up for the TV screens. There we go. There you go. Rescuing Ambition. And
1: this, a, this is a book that all men should buy. Yeah. And, I mean, and, hands but, down.
0: but speaking of ambition, he's married for 36 years. oh. That's a hey. good ambition. Had four kids, two grandkids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's going pretty good what's, right there. What's the
1: follow up question? Hey, hey, Dave. Yep.
0: You baptize them great. kids
4: say it again did you baptize them kids <laughs> not
2: not yet no they're very young oh, <laughs> if, you're talking about, if you're talking about the grandkids no they're unbaptized but can i stay on the program anyway <laughs>
4: oh, only as much as you let your kids on the program
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's
2: great. welcome to the show dave okay? yeah. Yeah, it's great to have I, you I, no, I was going to say it was great to be here, but I'm not going <laughs> no, no, right? With an intro like that, <laughs> yeah.
0: I like you, Dave. We're going to have a great time today. So, uh, rescuing ambition. Um, first of all, um, yeah, I, I didn't think ambition was a Christian virtue, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't ambition a, isn't it's a bad thing, isn't right? ambition bad? And so, isn't the goal of trying to rescue it kind of a losing sort of project, Dave?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that is that is the question that you start with, because the question of ambition, I think, is one that's I think it's both frightened and fascinated the church for years because we we feel this tension, don't we? You know, we mm. if we exalt ambition, then we're coming close to pride. And if we shut the door of ambition, then churches aren't planted, nations aren't reached. Mm. Um nothing's explored. I mean, basically, civilizations become lazy, mm. without ambition. And so there had to be a way to, um, to, to bring this back into play that didn't, didn't celebrate the unseemly sides and the ungodly side. And that what I that's what I tried to do at the very beginning, I was I tried to go back into Scripture and find a theology of ambition. So, so just
0: briefly, I mean, obviously, we want to we want to direct our listeners, our our audience, to get your book. Um, but in a in a in a in a in a nutshell, um, is it? I mean, the book I, I noticed just just before we started, it was published in 2010, um, and so here we are, eight years on. Uh, I, you know, maybe one way of framing the question is: so, did you succeed? you know did did have you found did, did you rescue it did you find a biblical christian basis for a biblical christian ambition well
2: i think um i think i've been faithful in what i've been called to do you know to preach the message and to call men to it i think though on the question of the theology yes i do think that uh this idea that, that we are, as men and women, wired for glory and mm. that we have this glory instinct within us. Um, I think about this passage in John 12, uh, which I, I love to go to because it says um, many even of the authorities believed in Jesus, but they didn't confess him because they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue and then it says for they loved the glory that comes from man mm. more than the glory that comes from god mm. and the the issue there was not was, was about something they loved they loved glory but the problem was not that they loved glory it's where they found it they loved the glory that came from man mm. more than the glory that came from god so when i i began to think about the distinction between oh the issue here is not that they that we love glory it's it's where we find it and where we look for it yeah then different passages began to open up and i began to see that we're all we're all kind of bored with this god, god installed desire for glory which is why by the way i think you know we are awed by great comebacks and exceptional <laughs> gifts you yeah. know we yeah. we see steve jobs the way he built built apple and and yeah. You know, you may not agree with all the ways that he led, but you just sit back and you think, well, you know, there's genius there That's right. or, or Mother Teresa or or an Olympic gymnast stick a dismount to clinch you a gold. And there's something inside of us that 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 inspires, it arouses. And so I guess my, my point is and the fundamental point I, I try to deliver it to is that God doesn't oppose glory seeking. He actually commends it. The problem is not the pursuit of it. It's it's where we find it. Yeah, and so so, and so, so frequently
0: we just don't have enough ambition. We we, we actually don't have the right you know we're, we're settling for less.
1: Yeah, yeah, so so connect ambition to glory. Um fill that out a little more for me.
2: Yeah, so the point I'm making is that in scripture it assumes that we love glory and that we are born drawn to glory. And so the question is, are we going to be drawn to the right kind of glory? For, mm-hmm. for instance, here, here's a passage I, I never even saw prior to doing the study on this. It's from Romans 2. It just says, he, he'll render to each one according to his works. To those who by patience in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, he will give eternal life. Yeah. But right. for, the, for, for the self-seeking who do not obey but obey unrighteousness, there's going to be wrath and fury. So, so there's a contrast there between those who seek for glory and honor and immortality, they get eternal life. Right. But then there's yeah. this other category of self-seeking who get wrath and fury. So apparently yeah. there is this good way, this godly way to seek glory mm. that leads to eternal life and then a bad way right. that leads to this wrath and, and fury. Uh, Pastor, and, I- and and so my po- point is the the pursuit of that glory then becomes the basis for godly ambition. That's
5: good. Because godly yeah.
2: ambition is just another way to describe this glory drive that we have inside, and yeah. whether we're turning yeah. it towards God or turning it towards towards ourselves.
4: Yeah. It, it, as soon as you started talking, you confused me for a second, so I have to ask you a quick question. You wouldn't happen it's to be. A gift.
2: It's a gift I have. Okay. By the
1: way. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's part of your pastoral gift. I understand that. Exactly.
2: All, exactly.
4: He said you were a pastor, and I am so sorry I called you David. I'm sorry, Pastor Harvey. I shouldn't have called you by your If you have a pastor, call him by his last name. Show some respect. Put some respect on his name. And pastor Harvey, <laughs> forgive me for that. He has a deal with pastor your crazy self. works
2: just great. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> but the next question I had was Are you related to John Piper?
2: <laughs> I'm, just I just want to know I wish I were related right, you guys you have, i'd, I'd love, love to ask him a few questions. You
4: guys have some of the same tonations and what you were talking. i just I just used like that crying and profit, just like, "Hey, man, I just want to give you my wallet. I don't know what happened
2: there. When was, <laughs> I just wanted to. Well, send me a check, I won't oppose <laughs> it. Um, I'm is, just very passionate about this stuff though, and I you know it's it's affected me. And I, I, I think it's important for this day because of the, the day in which we're living and because aspiration and ambition is is taking a big hit. Yeah, yeah
4: absolutely. Yeah. One of the things in your book that I noticed, as soon as I took the first page in here, I, it's just a list of everybody who's pretty much endorsed it. You got Jerry Bridges, Ed Stetzer, Randy Alcorn, uh, Jim. I don't know who this is. <laughs> he, 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 he I'm not going to get in trouble with him. Anyway, you have everybody in here but J.I. Packer. Yeah. <laughs> what what in the world like this is a this is great this is awesome one of the things though that um it seems like ambition when you see ambition what the first thing that we think of is kind of like a donald trump he has his ambition to be a very rich man to be in the the president of the united states and the first thing that everybody squawks at is ambition because of ambition looks like dominance and power over someone else but that's not that's not biblical ambition though is it
2: no no not at all in fact i i think that uh there is a lot going on today that that reinforces a very ungodly ambition Mm. and i find that very sad i think i think godly ambition you know in in terms of thinking about it in from scripture godly ambition is aimed at god's glory it's not aimed at our own glory When, when ambition is turned inward then ambition becomes corrupted and that's where Scripture uses the term selfish ambition. So there's that, yeah, that James yeah. 3 reference where there is jealousy and selfish ambition. There's disorder and every evil thing. Right. But godly ambition, you know, is about God's glory. It's about emptying oneself. It's about mm-hmm. service and humility mm-hmm. and accountability and, and those things that, that move us forward towards God's glory.
4: So how does one convert there? As I say, you know, I'm listening to this right now. I'm 18 and 24, somewhere in there. How do I, I have this ambition to to do things. It's built inside me. It's wired inside me. How do I convert that? How do I get that onto a biblical pathway where I can start serving others and emptying myself? Cause I'm going to, ta- I'm going to do ambition. I'm going to be ambitious in one way or another. I want to
0: do great things. Uh, yeah.
4: I want to do great things, but how do I make sure that it's God centered?
2: Well, I think that's a great question. I think that Thank it, you. It, it can <laughs> begin recognizing that, uh, that, that there are good aspirations for God's glory that exist, and that uh, you know, for instance, it, it's funny when God call, goes to call shepherds and pastors, it says if any, if any man aspires to the office of overseer mm, he mm. desires a noble thing so uh, even in beginning the conversations about p- pastors and leaders in the church it's located in the organ of ambition and aspiration, mm, so mm the fact that's being stirred up within you is a good thing. And then, so I would be encouraging you to pray. I would be encouraging you to seek community where people can help to shape and also affirm and evaluate the direction of that ambition. I would begin to, I would, I would encourage you to define what it would look like if your ambition became corrupted. What are Mm. some of the ways that, you know, that that might manifest and get that information into the hands of your friends and your mates and make sure that they're walking alongside of you. And I would begin to step out in ways that will glorify God and do Mm. things for God.
0: Yeah. Seems like just that last line there, step out. Uh, One of the things I was thinking about, too, is that real godly ambition requires courage. Yeah. Hmm. And, yeah. I think, and I think a lot, I mean, there's there's maybe faux, uh, you know, false forms of ambition that have false or faux versions of, of courage that go along with sure. them as well. But I think really, I mean, the cost of following Jesus in obedience is always the one that requires actually the most courage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 the hardest um, in so many ways because it requires ambition um, us to you know to kill our sin, kill our, our flesh, yeah. and and then to serve and to give and and to really step out. I mean, so it's, I mean, to, godly ambition is always coupled, it would seem, with a really with, with, with godly
2: courage. Mm.
0: Um, yeah, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do, yeah, I really like that, and and actually, I think when you think about ambition, near the juicy center of it is is the commitment to risk. <laughs> and uh, and and risk is about future. risk is about what we don 't know. Risk right. is about the fact that we 're we 're not god we 're not omniscient we 're not omnipotent, so we can 't control the future and yet we 're going to step out into it anyway so to be ambitious means having the courage. To take risks. Well, right. well what That's happens good.
4: when not all that just because you're ambitious doesn't mean that you're going to be successful. Right. So obviously st- stepping out and taking risks means failure. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens when your ambition leads you to a place where you're? You, it's actually failure and you gave it all and you're broken at that point? We too, know right? a lot
1: about that right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I,
4: I, I heard, I'm asking for a friend. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the reasons why I wanted to write the book was because I think in my own life, I saw some of the greatest... I experienced some of the greatest dealings from god mm. at the intersection between my dreams and the delay of them or the denial of mm. them and so i i began to see that that uh, these are really important times for men and women that they're that they're defining moments when when god inspires a dream and either postpones it or maybe even denies it i mean i think you know within our within the church world, we assume that God gives us dreams and desires simply that we can be we can um, manifest it, enjoy it, live into it, but could can 't even conceive of the idea that God might inspire a dream or a desire that he does not satisfy at least mm. in this life because there's a work that can only be achieved through an unsatisfied ambition. Mm yeah yeah Ooh, so so we,
1: we've we've kind of Knox brought up the kind of the donald trump ambition but i think actually a far bigger problem in our church and in our young men is more uh lethargy or you know some sort of yeah, um, apathy li- living
0: in their mom's basement till they're
1: thirty 35
2: playing exactly. video games
1: all night exactly um so how would how would you address those those men who are um you know basically being lazy
2: yeah i think there's a you know there's a historical sense if we're talking about christian men there's a historical sense where they've inherited maybe uh, a, a cultural assumption where ambition is bad. Um, I mean, it was really hard to try to study this, to go back in history, the- theologically, because so many theologians were lining up to, uh, to denigrate it. Right. But al- also I think, hmm. I think postmodernity, you know, that undermines it. A- ambition is future minded. Um, and anything that attacks a hopeful future um, then undermines it, um, and cre- so that this cynicism that can be created uh, and that can be embraced within the culture, uh, it, it it attacks that sense of the future is worth striving for and living for. You know, I, I listened to this interview. It was it was done by a, a professor who had been teaching at a university for about thirty or forty years, and he was asked the question to kind of compare and contrast the incoming freshmen 30 to 40 years ago and the incoming freshmen today. He, and he said, Oh, that's, that's easy to do. He said, he said the incoming freshmen 30 or 40 years ago were filled with ambition and expectation huh. and they were proud and they, they, they wanted to be the world changers. They wanted to be the ones that influence the future of, of, of the culture and technology mm. and mm-hmm. industry. He said, Fast forward 30 years and they want nothing.
5: Wow. He
2: said that, 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 that the greatest challenge is, is ambivalence. It, mm-hmm. It's just that they don't care. And I know that, that doesn't describe a lot of young men and women, but nevertheless, it, 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 it's a great description of, of what's happening on college campuses and what's being produced ultimately by, by a culture that's becoming ambivalent about aspiring and about yeah. ambition
1: my pa my password um is commonly says i'd rather say to young men you know whoa instead of giddy up you know i'd rather <laughs> exactly. be telling a young man hey hey you know slow down a little right. bit as opposed to opposed to giddy up but it also seems like kind of on a cultural analysis like what you were kind of getting at to some extent is that's kind of like our pre-mill theology come to roost <laughs> yeah
2: well <laughs> hey, I, you know? I, I think i think there's another facet too and that's that that I think we value humility but in our desire to be humble there's a reluctance to mm. think about or to speak about aspiration it's almost like right. humility tamps it down and, and makes it <laughs> so you right. don't want to talk about it and and so you know part of what's happening is it creates it creates men so modest they aspire to nothing. Right. Um, you know, look look at how much he loves God as he sits motionless on the couch over there. Yeah, yeah. It, can be, it can be crazy. But you
0: think of Jesus. Jesus is the the humblest man in the world, and yet you know he. I mean, he didn't sit on a couch. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was for the joy set before him Yeah, amen. that you know he yeah. endured the shame and the scorn and the suffering and took up the cross and now has been given the name that is above every mm-hmm. name. So if you know if he's the model, then humility, yeah, isn't isn't uh,
1: contrasted with ambition. Without, yeah, yeah, it right, but or contradicts ambition. But, you know,
0: Paul yeah. says in Philippians 2, "Let this mind be in you that mm-hmm. was in him," yeah. which is you know selfless. But it's also highly ambitious. Right. So, right. Um, man, that's 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 really good stuff. Rescuing Ambition, Pastor Dave Harvey. Where can yeah. we pick
4: this book up, Pastor? Is this
0: at Amazon.com? Amazon has it, yep. And right. uh, check out Pastor Harvey's other books as well. And uh, thank you so much for being on Cross Politic. Thanks for putting up with us. Yeah,
2: thanks, Dave. It's been a lot of fun. Great to be with you guys. Thank you. Yeah.
4: More cross-politic when we come back.
2: Hang on the
1: line, Dave. Hold on.
3: We are sending our children into this world, and we want our kids to be able to stand toe-to-toe with this world and be able to defend their faith. CC really, really, really helps you to get that foundation. I love that they are getting, um, they have a safe place to explore their faith and that that biblical worldview is being reinforced. What we're doing at home is what's happening in the classroom. How important is it to you um, to be involved in your child's education? How important is it to you to um, instill your values in your child? How important is it to you to be a part of something that's a little bit bigger than you? How important is it to you to have your child be a part of something that's a, just a little bit bigger than them? Everything that I wanted for my children's education, every question I asked, Classical Conversations was the answer.
1: My lighter. Line's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic Late Night Edition. <sighs> Imagine there's no heaven. Huh? Ooh. It's easy if you try.
4: Huh?
0: Imagine there's no hell. Huh?
1: Below us. I
4: don't like this. You just tell me
1: when to turn it off. <laughs> I'm done with the song. <laughs> no, no, he's got to read the article. What are you doing? Okay. okay pause it. Time? Pause it.
4: Pause it. Pause it. I want to I want This has to go together. Okay. Okay. We're going to do this in front of everybody. All right? right. This has to go together. All right. And so when he starts reading, cue the music. See how I'm directing here. This is what I do. I'm okay. a
0: director. So I'm going
4: music cue and
0: then you start reading. Okay. What if we could imagine a scenario mm. in which a Christian businesswoman, mm. after hearing her pastor preach a sermon about these issues related to Christianity and gay and lesbian identity, decided that her conscience would allow her to sell products to a gay couple to use in a wedding ceremony. Obviously, this wouldn't solve every problem facing Christians in society today, but urging Christians to consider new ways of thinking about a complicated issue that might lead to a stronger conscience Woo-hoo! ...can be a legitimate means, among many, of course, of easing the tensions that sometimes erupt in these kinds of situations. Mm. That's Nate Collins, president... Cut cut it! Okay. All right. Nate Nate Collins...
1: What's wrong with you people?
0: ...president and founder of Revoice. Uh Uh-huh. And Revoice is... Revoice.us is a, a conference coming up at the end of July... Um, it, it, it's uh, I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you about it real fast in, in their own words mm. um, oh no the wrong one's coming up <laughs> no the um, right one the right one's l- coming up <laughs> uh, it's it's, uh, it's uh, uh, supporting sorry supporting encouraging and empowering yep. gay lesbian same sex attracted and other LGBT Christians so they can flourish while observing the historic Christian doctrine of marriage and sexuality <gasps> You cannot talk. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that quote that I just read you is by Nate Collins who's the president and founder of Revoice. Revoice. Um wanting to support, encourage, empower uh gay Christians who can then live uh, in the historic Christian uh ethic. Are you done? Are are you are you are you done? So uh, so I I tried I thought I just want to so, um, I, I'm, I'm going to publish this post. I, I, I don't know. We're publishing it now.
1: Yeah, we'll publish it on Sunday um, night. We'll send a link out, uh, out on it. So, on I wanted
0: to just kind of help, um, th- like, think about what Nate Collins is suggesting. You know, imagine. <laughs> imagine. Okay. Imagine. Um, so, let me let me read you. A- Timing. Come on. My okay. fault. My fault. <laughs> That's why he doesn't run the text. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So, here's, here's another possible one. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what if we could imagine a scenario in which uh, a Christian businessman after hearing his pastor preach a sermon on the superiority of the white race oh, oh. and the complicated nature of dealing with inferior races
4: we got some whiskey back there
0: decides <laughs> that his conscience would allow him to refuse his products and services to all non-white customers Been there <laughs> obviously some people would take offense at this Mm. but what if urging christians to at least consider the claims of white supremacists open new avenues of dialogue that might actually lead to a stronger more united christian church wow what if those offended chose to listen carefully to that businessman's testimony rather than rushing to judgment and what if They could hear in that man's voice, not hatred, but a new kind of love and friendship. This would obviously not solve all the problems with racial animosity in our society, but it might lead to a legitimate means of easing tensions that often arise in these situations.
1: You just copy and pasted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then substituted a couple words. No, no, no. Uh, are 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 you done? Okay. All right. How about this one? Here's another one. What if we could... What if we could imagine a world where a man lies almost constantly? Mm. He lies about what he watched on television. He lies about where he went. He constantly embellishes stories, details, and events that never occurred and makes promises he has no intention of keeping. We talking about Obama? (laughs) But what if all of it was driven by love? Oh, imagine his falsehoods, story twist, story twist. Imagine his falsehoods driven by the deepest pool of compassion and grace you can imagine, but only deeper. Imagine the love of Christ as an ocean you can never reach the bottom of. It's infinite. And this infinite trinitarian perichoretic Love doesn't have oh, just man. one particular shape or size, and it can hardly be bound by finite language or discrete facts. Oh, wow. What if this man realizes that story and poetry are more fundamental, more Christ like, than so called truth? What if Christian communities could be places where untruths and non truths and semi truths and soft truths are actually, in this sense, are closer to the truth. Oh, this might be a new way to alleviate those tensions that inevitably emerge in these kinds of situations. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most
2: insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. I uh, award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul.
0: Yeah. Anyways, uh, I, so, have, so I have a few part, more. I mean, but part I'm of just what you're stop. pointing
1: to is is we're so confused right. as a church, right? It's, it's on, on how to talk about sin, how to deal with sin. And then and then how to, um, you know, we, we can't you know, No, but we're not
0: we're not even reasoning in a straight right. line. Yeah, that's and right. I that's don't right. mean heterosexual line. Yeah, right. Well, well I sort of. Well, kind of. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. can't even talk. <laughs> but But the thing is, that's the thing is, is there are inherent contradictions. Yeah. You can't say I'm going to be a gay Christian and live as in the historic Christian ethic. Yeah. That, that's what they're trying to say there they're trying right. to say we can hold these two things together we're not right. we don't mean practicing homosexuality yep this is just an orientation i just feel like i was born with well yeah. you know we were born with a sin nature
4: yeah.
5: yeah
0: we were born with a sinful orientation that hates god also too isn't what's going on here is the fact that they think that the church
4: hasn't done a good job of dealing with these issues that's part yeah. of that's part of it and that's, so what they're trying to do the is the excuse re- yeah that's the excuse and but let's just let's just grant that for a second. Let's say the church has been horrible. Okay, yeah, let's horrible dealing with this issue. Let's. There is a way to correct it and rebuke the church and say, right, go back to the basics. This is not the basics. No, this yeah. is not where we go back to. This is reinventing a whole new idea, a whole new right. category.
0: Right. You this, you cannot hold these two things together. No, so, absolutely not. So this is why we put together yes. Revoice x x y z. z if you haven't seen it yet check it out revoice.xyz Revoice. X, x,
1: it's an alternative uh, more inclusive it's even more progressive and more progressive conference than revoice.us right. okay. supporting
0: encouraging and empowering racist pedophile and other minority christians so they can flourish while observing the historic <laughs> christian
1: faith <laughs> and i posted this in the reform pub and it got deleted immediately why it's like i i don't think that uh um, I don't think Christians understand the power of parody and, and satire, and, satire. Yeah. and and it offends them too, right? Yeah. This kind of this kind of post, this kind of but this website. Is, this is
4: what exactly what Revoice will point to and say. See, this right here is what made us do Revoice. You guys do not know how to reach out to those people who are actually hurting, who actually need some help, and okay. all you're doing is mocking.
0: But here's the deal. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the deal. Exactly. If 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 that's the truth then I want to see the conference that they're going to hold for white supremacists. That, that, that would never happen in a million years. Why? No, no. Because it's not the cool sin.
1: Right. That's exactly right.
0: Because it's not the cool yeah. sin. Revoice is not about helping these people. I know that there are people in the Revoice movement who think that it is, who yes. really and truly think that it is. Yeah. But that's not the wind that's actually blowing this sail. Yes. Yeah. The wind that is blowing the sail is worldliness,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: It's wanting to be respect- respected by the world in some way. And of course, you know, they'll, they'll point to the fact that lots of mainstream, um, you know, homosexual rights people will say, you guys are a bunch of pansies. You can't even come all the way over here. Yeah. Because right. they, because they don't condone the practice of homosexuality. Right. So the Revoice people can point to that and say, look, we're being persecuted on that side. Right. Like, don't you see? We're holding to a Christian ethic. Right. But lots and lots of other people are going to see that this is just compromise. Right. This is this is a, a, a message. A, um, a incremental cr- compromise, and so and you know if you, you say this is this is just mean, you guys. This is not gracious. I, I mean, we do have a post, an article, a blog post on, on, on Revoice.xyz that yeah. I wrote um, that's trying to explain to you our stance. It um, yes, we are laughing. Yeah. Oh. We are laughing because it's 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 not consistent. Um, they they would not do this for people who are struggling with uh, attractions to little children. Pedophilia would not be a conference. Christian pedophiles. Where is that one? And why are they not carving out space for that one?
1: Right. Safe space for it. Hold
0: on. Let's ask. Why are they carving out space for this one? Because this is um, where the power in our culture is right now. Well, as we pointed out in the past. If you can pull the gay card, the homosexual card, you know, the victim card, but primarily the homosexual. Mm, yeah. I mean, all through the history of the world, homosexuality is, um, never a majority yeah, practice. Right. Yeah. It's the practice of the priestly, um, caste. Mm. It is. It's always the rulers. The it, yeah, rulers. You, the, you, go the, yeah. you go to the, you go to the, uh, a special, um, temple. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and you have gay sex. Mm. That, that's what the, or, and, and it's, and it's priests, uh, people there in the in the temple who are cross dressers. Yeah. Yeah, right. And transvestites. So, so let me ask this question right now. It's a priestly th-
4: thing. Let, let's say for a second we have a um a bunch of Christian gentlemen, ladies, whatever, that are watching this who are struggling with this sin. Right. And revoice to them seems like a place for them to go. Right to talk about this amongst brothers and sisters and, and figure out how to deal with the right. sin. Here's,
0: right? here's how you know they're not really there to help you. Yeah. They have the tone of voice that says they want to help you. But if you have a conference talk title that asks in it, mm-hmm. what queer treasure will be brought into heaven? Hmm. And, and you don't immediately break out into life What's laughing. wrong with you people? The, the, Re- the book of Revelation tells us the dogs are outside. What kind of queer treasure belong? What? That's a, a
4: it's an actual talk who's on the talk, real website. Oh, bust the name out. Who's talking like that?
0: I, I don't know. Gabe will find it for you. Find but out who's it, saying somebody, that. I want to know somebody, names and addresses. Talk, somebody's talk says, "What queer treasure will there be in the New Jerusalem?" And mm-hmm. and how about none? Right. That, that's that's what, that's what I'm none it's, of my sin is going to be in the New this, Jerusalem. So this is the deal. If you are a man or a woman who yeah. ha, has has struggled with these temptations um, or even fallen into this sin. Yeah. What you want is good news that Jesus will take you out of it. Yeah. that yeah. Jesus Amen. will make you clean. and right. And he, Bridge, and he will rescue you. Mm. You do not want somebody who leaves you in your sin right Right. Mm -hmm. this 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 sin is shameful amen and and it it makes us feel disgusting and dirty and filthy and horrific yeah and what you want to be told what you need to be told is that jesus died for this sin to set you free to make you clean he became shameful for your shame yeah he Mm he he took on the curse of of your sin because preach, preach because you have been cursed with this sin. Yeah. Right. You don't want to be told that you can keep some of it. Yeah. That some of it's going to stick to you. And it make it its way to heaven. It's not going to make its way to heaven, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <I> wanna, <laughs> we
0: need to do a promo oh. of that right there. <laughs> and make,
1: it the make, it's make its way to
0: heaven. It's not going to make its way to heaven. And
1: so one of Clear the reasons trend. why we responded this way with the parody... Right. Is because we wanted to show the foolishness of it, well, the foolishness sh- of this and le- reasoning.
4: And let me just say right now, if anybody from the Revoice Conference wants to come on Cross
0: Nate Collins, let me tell you, we would love to have yeah. you because this is right now is not making much sense to us. No, and and I I'm, and we do honestly. I mean, we put the post here on purpose. Yeah. We're explaining it on the site. Why are we laughing at this? Why are we mocking it? We yeah. are mocking it yeah. Yeah. Um, because we think it's utterly foolish. We think it's utterly below those who proclaim the gospel of Jesus. Um, but we we mean it with all the sincerity and joy in our hearts. Amen. Um, yep. we, this is not out of malice. This no. is not out of hatred. We, it's out of hatred for the sin. Yes. Yeah. And it's out of hatred of false teaching. Um, but we love, um, those whom Christ has died for and Christ has died for many who struggle with same sex lust and temptation and have fallen into same sex sin. Um, it's an abomination. It's a perversion. It's a degrading passion. And, and so, but the gospel comes to set you free, not leave you there. And so we would love to talk to any of you. We're, we're praying that this conference gets canceled.
1: Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, um, you know, if you're in the PCA, have you talked to your pastor about this? And as your pastor yeah. called the pastor sponsoring this, yeah. uh, the PCA pas- pastor sponsoring this uh, conference. Right. It's at a PCA church. Yep. Is um, it the church is just getting rented out though, right? Like, probably. But the pastor of that church no, is a is a is a robust supporter of it. Yes. Oh, so really. he's an ordained PCA man, yep. and he's a robust supporter of these. Of this conference, um, there's also a Covenant Seminary professor who's speaking. He was—he's going to share what Leviticus says about these things. But I'm not holding my breath that it's going to be—I um, don't know. I mean, uh, maybe he's going to come in and bring the bring the guns. Well, but
1: there's a reason but, why, like you know, people from our camp aren't invited to to speak at this conference to right. preach at this conference right? because they know oh. the line that we toe on this issue because
4: Tony would get up there and say something yep. like what's wrong with you people <laughs> that's why he's not allowed to speak at a he, conference he, like uh, this. Tim Bailey it. Yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> uh, but um, and, and if you also were just saying like, okay I need more information on this Um, the, the guys over at Warhorn Media I'm just going to give oh, a little yeah, shout out please, to them yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, they've been like blogging, like, a Russian's novel worth <laughs> on this thing. I mean, I'm serious. Like, they make Dostoevsky and Tolstoy yeah, look and those like. Guys those guys but, are in the thick yeah, of it, too. Those guys are in the thick of it. Yeah, uh, they're in, they're at, in Bloomington, where IU is in Indiana University, yeah. which yep. is the home of the Kinsey Institute, where this sexual perversion has been going on for decades. They've seen the wreckage this does to families and children. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, too, is when, when you, when you see this thing, think about the families behind some of these individuals yep. there are there are men involved in this who are married and have children
1: and identifying as gay
0: and and saying i'm a gay man and i have a happy yep. marriage and 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 my me and, and my children get along great and you, you, you and, and we should be mad
1: yep. yeah <laughs> right
0: what? You have absolutely no right to stand up and identify with sin yeah. that Jesus died to set you free from. Because the from. blood of Jesus works. And not yeah. only that, but you're rubbing it in the face of your wife and mm. your children. Mm. And you will stand before God reach, one day, and yeah. you will give an answer for that. Yeah. You that's are doing right. harm to that woman that you are called to cherish yeah. and mm. those children that you are called to love. Right. And that's wicked. Right, and there's lots of Christians that will listen to a man talk like that and say, "Oh, wow, that's really interesting and hard and and so and they'll be they'll be lulled by it." Yeah. And you, and you, and you need to stop. You need to do a um uh. What's the Marsh Wiggle, Wiggles name in uh uh in in Silver Chair? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. club yeah. oh, There we go. Hey, the intern. Yes. Puddle The 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 witch is there. You know, lulling them and saying, you know, there's no world out there. There's yeah. no Aslan. There's no such thing as trees. Mm. Right? That's what's happening. Yeah. We're getting worm-tongued on this. Yeah. And publiclum finally, he doesn't know. He's like, I don't care. And he stomps on the fire and he makes his, his foot just start stinking up the room. <laughs> and it breaks the spell. Mm. Yeah. And all of a sudden the kids wake up and they realize they've been... Um, they are being lulled to sleep by this wicked witch. Right. That's what ha- what's that's what's happening. That's what, mm. and, and Christians need to just, you know, stomp on the fire, yep. you know, and just say, "No! This is ridiculous. Right. We're, you know, are we going to have a revoice conference about people who are tempted to have sex with ox and cattle?" No. No, never in a million years. That's right. why this thing is stupid. Well, let's hope not. It's ridiculous. Oh, but you know, there actually are barnyard brothels in yes, Europe yes. today. You think that's crazy? Uh, Don't google it. But yeah. it's, it's
1: there, and, and, and there are some in the U.S. already. Yeah. Yep. So what?
0: I mean, so people,
1: uh. you—if you don't
0: start laughing now, you, you know, you know, laugh. What is what does God do in heaven?
4: He laughs. He laughs That's right. when, right. the wicked, one, right? when the wicked, when the Psalm
0: two, when they, when when the wicked conspire, say, "Let's break the bonds." Yeah. He sits uh, in heaven. Uh, he sits in heaven and he laughs. That's right. This is ridiculous. Jesus died for the sin to set us free, free Amen. to make you clean. Yep right to bust you out of that dungeon not leave you halfway in amen right. Right? right this is good news and we pray that that you will come you like i'm talking to revoice people yeah leave this behind walk away from this i think you get about 50 yards out and you look back and i think you laugh too
1: yeah, yeah. That's amen right. that's right
4: i don't need to say anything else he doesn't preach himself happy <laughs> this until next week love god with all your heart soul mind and strength love your neighbor as yourself go fight laugh and feast this is cross politics